everyone. Welcome to episode 19 of the Book Cougars, Two Middle-Aged Women on the Hunt for a Good Read. I'm Emily. I'm Chris. And we are here today with our first author spotlight. Yes, everyone welcome author, coach, and artist Laura Toma, a.k.a. my wife. So exciting <laughs> to be here. Thank you. Can we meow? Because I wanted to meow. Sure. Meow! meow. meow. Okay. All right. Excellent. Have you been dying to do that? I have. <laughs> Since the first episode. Now you're officially <laughs> a cougar. Yay. Well, so I, I, before we dig in, I do want to just say a thank you to Laura, because I admire Laura and Chris's relationship so much, mm-hmm. because they both really honor each other's passions. And I get to share Chris's passion by being a cougar with her. (laughs) And it takes a lot of time and energy and effort. And I know that I don't think it necessarily takes time away from your relationship, but I think that it happens because you honor it and honor Chris's passions and I get to benefit from that. So thank you. I want to thank you because it's so lovely that she has someone who understands all the bookishness. Because (laughs) I understand some of the bookishness, but not all. So I think it's a good fit. It's a win-win for everybody. Very good. Yeah, so we're here today because Laura's first book is coming out. It's Mastering the Art of Self-Expression and it is a creative journaling workbook. So, if we want to jump in, Laura, could you tell us a little bit about what is creative journaling? Absolutely. Well, creative journaling is something that I created, I guess, um, as I was transitioning from my first career, which was that of being a professional dancer. And I was injured, and I really kind of knew that that was going to be it for my career, and I didn't know what else I could do. And it really brought the question to mind was, was I a creative person or was I just a dancer? Mm. So I started journaling, and I had always journaled, uh, written journaled my whole life, and I started embracing more of the visual journaling, which is something that I remember, I think, in the fourth grade or the third grade, where I was told my bird was the wrong color, and, you know, mm. so I'd gotten some of that kind of stuff, so I had never really embraced my visual side or my visual artist side, and so I started doing visual journaling, and it really got in before my critics, so it allowed me to hear myself in a way that my writing didn't. Because most of us, with our writing, you're taught to edit as you go, or now that we type, you know, we're editing in our heads. So it's not often that we're completely honest with ourselves when we're writing. Yeah. So that's the creative journaling started there. And then as I started to share my story with people, a lot of people were like, ooh, <laughs> I want to do that. I want to try that. Excellent. Yeah, the whole, you know, you're a critic. I remember for a long time writing in my journal pretty much more things I wanted to be true. Mm. You know, I I didn't really know how to really strip away my fears of putting down what was actually going on with me to kind of help me process things. So that's an excellent point about the, how visual can kind of get in underneath that critic. Can you talk about that process? Yeah, I mean, I just think it's, I mean, when you watch children, most of them are doodling or, I mean, you wouldn't really call it drawing, but they're, you know, they're playing visually before they even learn words. So, and as soon as we learn words, it's like, no. <laughs> mm. No, that's not how you spell it. This is how you, you know, we're, it's, it's just put on us right away. And not intentionally to be like, you're not doing it right, but it is to guide us in a way. So, and I think a lot of kids, like when I was younger, I wrote in code because I really struggled with somebody finding my journal. So there's something to the visual side of it as well that it, you know what it means, but you know, somebody looking at your pictures. I mean, I had a friend who went to the Art Institute who looked at some of my art and he was like, oh, they'd have a heyday with you because at the Art Institute, they want to critique everything mm. and say what it means. But of course, only the only the artist really knows 
what it means. Mm -hmm. And so artists don't even know. They just create it, and they're like, right. I don't know. I thought that's kind of what art is, exactly. right? Yeah. It's about not being too formulaic with exactly. your art. What I love about this workbook is the way, you know, as, as our listeners know, I'm a cookbook lover, <laughs> and Laura has a really interesting way of setting up the workbook that has to do with recipes. Yes. So can you talk a little bit about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. I didn't even put that together. Oh, yeah. that's so cool, because I always <laughs> like when you talk about recipes. Um, yeah, so the book, we first had um, journaling groups. So I had about three groups going, and I started creating all these different exercises that we did, and then I couldn't figure out how to keep them, how to keep them collected. People wanted them, they wanted homework. And I'm like, okay, I'm making more and more exercises and I don't know what to do. I and mean, exercises never seem like the right word because it's, you know, it's something you it have to like do. work. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, uh, Chris and I saw, no, I didn't see it with you. I actually saw it with my friend Cindy. I saw Julie and Julia. Mm -hmm. And um, it was when I saw that movie that I was like, oh my gosh, they're recipes. That's exactly what they are because recipes are these wonderful things that we hand down and we do with people we love and hopefully with ourselves and we get to tweak them and make them what we want but usually you try it the way it's written the first time and then if it doesn't work you adjust and mm -hmm. add different spices so that I figured that's it and it reminded me Julia Child was somebody from my youth on PBS who I adored mm -hmm. and the one episode where she bakes I could I think it's a chocolate cake but she had a, a metal mixing bowl that she put um like a one sugar of the glaze. or like yeah. a glaze on yeah. and then it cooled and she took it off and put it over the cake and cracked it and that was it. Like yeah. She was <laughs> she was mine forever. So well, seeing the movie again just reminded me how amazing she was and how fearless she was in the kitchen and how she really believed that you didn't make mistakes and it was right. you alone in the kitchen. and It, it was wasn't like, about perfection, exactly. which a lot of people can do with exactly. cooking particularly, but Absolutely. also in all. I, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. I mean, Laura walked in and she just looked at my shoes and said, oh, look how nice and neat they are in a row. You know, I have a little bit of a perfectionism streak and I work with numbers, which, yeah. you know, two plus two equals four. So, exactly. you know, I have that. And um, when I first moved here and met Chris and then I think it was the fall, you did a little creative mm -hmm. journaling workshop that I attended. And one of the things that you you talked about straight away was perfectionism. Yeah. And it really has helped me with my own oh, journaling good. now. And I still find that I I use words a lot. So I'll cut out a poem or something like that and yeah. I'll put it down Absolutely. and then I'll color or yeah. do some doodling around it. Yes. But I still like I feel like that's still my little bit of perfectionism. Like I yeah. have to start with some form yeah. of some well, sort. Words are very, they're totally a part of the journaling, but, you know, they're not all of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm a recovering perfectionist, so I totally understand. And when I have a lot of stress in my life, I get much more anal and perfectionistic. Yeah. It sneaks right back in. Because yeah. it's, you know, it feels good to be in control of something. Yes. Yeah. And you're not in control of everything. There's so much we're not in control yes. of. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to be in control of my journaling. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My shoes yeah. are going to be in line. That's Thank right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so mastering the art of self-expression -ex is yes. a homage to Mastering the Art of French yes, Cooking. Yes, so that's where so, it got the title, because yeah. Julia's first cookbook was Mastering the Art of um, French Cooking. French Cooking, yeah. It's fantastic. So it has I love the, it. What do you call I can never remember what these Fleur are called. Fleur de lis. Fleur de lis around mm -hmm. the cover, reflecting her first cover. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. Absolutely. And for those of you who don't know, the Julia and Julie and Julia mm -hmm. that Laura was referring to was that book that was out quite some time ago. 
that was a memoir that a woman wrote where she was she wanted to make cook through the art of yeah. French cooking. Yeah, it was actually two books. It was Julie Julie's Julia's book, My which, Life in France. No, that was oh, Julie's. That was Julie's child's. My Julie Life Child's in book was My Life in France, and Julie's book was the Cooking Through Julia Child's right. cookbook. But I don't. What was the name? I read both know of the them. title of that book. I don't remember. I thought either. it and was Julia and Julie or something like that. It wasn't. It, wasn't it might have been because that was the Nora title Ephron of the movie. The movie brings yeah. both of those stories together. So yeah, you have right. the Julia Child in France, right. and you're seeing her life right. at the same time, which is charming. I yes. love that part of it. Yeah. See, you know. And Julia's my hero, too, because, you know, she was a late bloomer herself. Right. So yeah, I like, you know, I yes. like what she did. And she was also told by a lot of people that she couldn't do what she oh, was absolutely. doing. And she just forged ahead, and yes. I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And she was also in France where she was kind of a giant because she was absolutely. super tall. Yes. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of history about that with her. So she was a go-getter. And Yeah, and a lot of the wives there didn't do anything. They were just wives, and mm-hmm. that was her thing was she wasn't just going to be a wife. She right. would find something to do. And right. So she found something. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Fashion. Yeah. So how mm-hmm. do you recommend that people... Um, start with this book I mean I feel like you have really good instructions and maybe you can let people know what it feels like to you know open up the pages and read and get going with it well I think one thing that I really wanted to make sure like I said it started out of groups that I did in person and that was one thing I wanted to kind of try to keep the feel of is what it was like in person so I think one thing that's good about the book is you can I, you know, I would definitely suggest reading the beginning because it mm-hmm. just kind of explains what it's about the introduction. But then you can really open anywhere and, and just pick one. Um, but I have it separated between um, appetizers and entrees. So the appetizers are smaller. So if you have less time, it's always good to do that. And I also think of them in a way as a warm-up for people. You know, if you want to start and you're a little scared, you don't want to start with something bigger. You start with an appetizer. And, um, and yeah, and then they're, they're, everything is in, informational, so that every recipe has the description, it has the ingredients, the directions, and then we give hints and options, so the next time around you might want to try something else, like wearing an artist's hat or, you know, a Muppet t-shirt. You never know right. what could help. <laughs> right. Yeah, all right. Get you well, yeah, and that's the thing with recipes, right? As somebody who, I am new to cooking, mm-hmm. I follow the recipe really exactly the first time through, and now... After I've made a recipe a couple times, I mess around with it and make it more of my own. Right. Well, and one thing I included in the book that I thought would be really helpful is there are pictures of people from the group from their work. Which I really is so that. fun because yeah. you can see yeah. what they do. And like, so, for example, like zine grab is one of the exercises, and so there's two examples from two different people in my classes. Uh, or workshops that did it. And I like that. I think yeah. it's so neat to see how other people interpret it. Mm-hmm. And I also, when I did the creative journaling class with you, I love, Laura brings, you know, all these great tools of the trade. So markers and stickers and hole punches and all this stuff. Yeah. And I recently discovered something that has changed my life of journaling, which is this, I got it at Michael's and it's like this tape that's got Ooh. patterns on it yes. and colors. Oh, what yeah. is it like? Oh, my God. Wasabi tape or well, I don't something. Know no, they make or... all sorts of different decorative yeah. tapes. Yeah. Now, I have one that's like a ruler that makes me so very happy and one <laughs> yeah. that's like postage stamps. I, I think, you know, I think they make them... Originally, I think they were made probably for scrapbooking, but now yes. it's just... I think it is in the scrap... Out. If you go mm-hmm. to Michael's, I think it's in the scrapbooking section. And the one I got was... Um, like six different ones in this six different choices so they kind of go together but you can also put them separate you know and they make me really happy right see that's the thing yeah Yeah. and that yeah so it's it's also about you know getting would you say accessorized I don't know Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. well and it's just that joy I mean it's 
it's something that as adults we really don't allow ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like when you watch kids, they get really excited. I mean, the macaroni, all the stuff that we played with. And it's the same thing. And it you can be journaling or working on an issue that's really deep and really important to you. And by using the tape or mm-hmm. the markers, it just it changes everything. It allows you to be adventurous and fun and open-minded in a way about something that may be hard for you to look at or talk, right. you know, or think about. But it just opens you up in a whole different way, and it's yours. It's, yeah, you know, it's like celebrating you. It's mm-hmm. however you want it. I also find I have a brain that ruminates on things a little bit, mm-hmm. and I found when I get in my journal and write something down and color it up and pretty it up and stuff, then it's like bye bye. I can let it go, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's been really helpful to me, especially with this move because there's a lot of new and different yeah. changes, and there'll be something I'm thinking about or wondering about, and then I write it down, and it's like, mm-hmm. wow. That's out of my mind now. Absolutely. What a gift. Because yeah. there's plenty of other static <laughs> other in that there. mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know? right. yeah. it's, it's helped me too. I know I've had some really cool breakthroughs with relationships mm-hmm. and, and challenges that I might be having. And by doing the exercises like the zine grab or the word art, um, it, just seeing things in different formats helps me realize associations that I didn't realize before mm. with maybe something that had happened in the past or not seeing something in in diff, from different ways. Mm-hmm. So there, there there's definitely something to the visual component. There is and there. I I think even if you're not a right brain, when people talk a lot about right and left brain, I mean we're all whole brain, but you know, a lot of people say I'm left brain, I'm not comfortable with the creativity. I had one lady in one of my groups and one of the we used to always do warm-ups and it was just a question and and I remember particularly the question was, you know, if you had to represent yourself with a color, what color would you be? Well, she had no time for me. Like she was rolling her eyes. She was like so like this is crazy. Like it was so beyond her ability to even connect to. And so she was pretty fussy. And um, it was great because like two weeks later, I got an email from her, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm orange. I am totally orange." <laughs> and I was like, "Yay, you, yeah. orange!" You know, it took her a long time to get the grasp of like, what does that even mean? Yeah. What color am I? Yeah. But if you had a color that had to represent you, what would it be? Yeah. So. It's really cool how it opens people up in a way, that, yeah. despite themselves, yeah. you know, that they're not. Well, I, I was raising my hand when Laura said left brain. <laughs> I'm very left brain. And when I did that session with you, the, the thing that I still giggle about <laughs> is there's a point. So we all had our journals. But then I think there was a point where we took just a piece of paper that wasn't in our journal. And she had us do like a, a central feature on this piece of paper and so you know I do my circle or my straight line because I like things like that and then she says now pass your paper to the person to the right and it was like what you know and it's like and then your paper gets passed and passed and passed and it comes back to you and you're like someone put eyeballs on my paper somebody did this you know and it was so but I mean it started with this like deep you know, intake of breath, and then it was like, oh, this is really cool mm-hmm. and interesting. But admittedly, I couldn't, like, slide it in my journal. Right. It had to be, you know, its own separate piece of paper, which I thought was really funny. And that's yeah. okay. I mean, that and that's a really valid point, because I try, like, when I, when I had journaling clubs, I tried not to, I always try to do it on a separate piece of paper, mm-hmm. because yeah. I do think our journals are sacred, you know, yeah. so it is... But it's also important that we, because we are very controlling. So yeah. it's so funny when you get to do a group exercise like that and people don't know it's coming. People are always like, I got to go. I was <laughs> horrified. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. straight out horrified. And then I was like, okay, deep breaths. You can do this. <laughs> it was really fun. 
yeah. good to push yourself, people. Absolutely. I'm here to say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Laura's done these workshops for individual groups of, of people. Like she mentioned, she has a variety of groups in Chicago, but she also did them for corporate teams mm. of people and, you know, the school district and mm-hmm. things like that. So to watch a group of people who've worked together for years in one way sit down together and do something completely different, mm-hmm. it's interesting. And you see people, they get angry, they get frustrated, and then within a few minutes, usually they're smiling and laughing or so focused on what right. they're doing they're that they're no longer yeah. worrying yeah. about anything else yeah. other than what you know, is going on on their page. Yeah, really we did cool. have a similar though experience to yours when I did. I did it for the uh, Doritos brand team, and you know they're very artistic people. But we did it with um, I think they were eight by eight canvases, so we were working with paint. But it was the same thing. They were lulled into a sense of security at their canvas, and it was like, okay, everybody get up and move, you know. And it was like, <gasps> yeah. you could just hear it in the room. Yeah. But they, what they came up with in the end was amazing, uh, and it funny. you know it was that collaboration, which was is obviously the point of team building. So mm-hmm. for them, I think it was you know it helped go. Yes, I'm really good at this, but what happens when somebody else who's really good at this puts it on top of what I'm really good at? You know, what can we right. meld together here and make? Yeah, so. that's great. Yeah, awesome. So tell us a little bit about where people can find the book. Well, uh, here in Connecticut, it's for sale. Well, even not in Connecticut. Um, it's Book Club Bookstore in South Windsor, Connecticut. Yes, and Cindy is the lovely lady who runs the store, and she's she will ship anywhere, she's told us. Yes. So, oh, great. Um, yeah. Support independence, people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And she's lovely, and we're actually doing, I'm doing an event there. I'll be in conversation with John, Valerie. I'm very excited. Yes. Um, nice. So, yeah, it'll be fun. And that's July 7th, Yes, right? yeah. July mm-hmm. 7th at, at 5.30 p.m. Perfect. And John Valerie is uh, the Hartford Book Examiner, or formerly known as. We've mentioned him before right. as a, right. a Connecticut yeah. bookish person. And is there yeah. another way you can get the book? Mm-hmm. Yes, it will be available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble starting July July 7th, 7th. Is, our, is the release okay. date. Excellent. Yes. yes. Exciting. So very exciting. Yeah. yeah, so I, you know, I say check it out. Check it out. And also, too, you mentioned just the, the right brain, left brain mm-hmm. issue that people have. Um, can you talk about, you do online classes as well. I do. Can you talk about, like, those and the right brain, left brain? Absolutely. Approach? Well, the right brain, left brain is something that's kind of become a trendy, actually, in the corporate world, became a very big thing. We had right brain programming and left brain. Obviously, all of us are whole brain people. Um, but we t- tend to have a side that we lean towards. And I believe in the whole brain approach and always bringing it together because when you put put the structure and things from the left side with imagination and creativity and passion, it you, you know you need both. I, I always say with, without one, it's like if somebody nailed one of your feet to the floor, you know you're kind of going around in a circle. It's what happens. So <laughs> That's a good you, need, you need both of them going. Yeah. So you're walking forward. You're moving forward. So you need structure and. I can always never think of another left brain side because I'm so right brain, but <laughs> structure, organization, um, as well as, and I, I think passion is something that's always overlooked as a right brain person mm. that brings, it keeps people connected to inspiration and allows them to keep that drive in the middle of a project. Cause you know, you'll get to the middle and you're like, why am I doing this? It's mm-hmm. like, oh yes, I need to remember I'm excited and why I'm inspired and what I'm the out that our visualization, our ability to see the outcome, which is very right brained allows us. To continue moving forward, but obviously the diligence of the other side and actually doing the work mm-hmm. is what gets us there. Mm-hmm. So um, I do online classes at RoadToSuccess.live, and I actually have a 
somewhat of a companion class called Creative Journaling 101, and I would like to offer all of your fans a discount, so if they're interested, we'll have it in the show notes. Oh, great. Thank because, you, Laura. Yes, I'd love for them to see. And those classes are, they're supposed to give an in-person feel. It's mostly um, videos and audios and handouts. I'm the teacher, so I'm there to give you a sense of what it feels like to be with me in a real workshop. Absolutely. And I like them. I, I do, I love online classes. And I should, you know, full disclosure, Laura and I do the business together, RoadToSuccess.Live. But what I really like about her approach is the, the in-person feel of trying mm-hmm. to replicate that with videos, audios, and then... PDF handouts people can print mm-hmm. off and have with them. Because yeah. so often when I've, I've done online classes, they're usually just video. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice. I, I'm a tactile person, and I like to read and write on things, yeah. so it's great to have handouts. I took yeah. a class years ago from the New York Institute of Photography, and that's where I learned, wow, when you have all three, when you have audio, visual, and, you know, reading material it's amazing because mm-hmm. though you may be lean towards one as a learner when you have all of them it's crazy how much yeah, more you retain it just boosts everything yeah yeah and i i'm here to say i did laura's procrastination mm. do you call it a module or class yeah it was a program. Class. yeah, yeah. Class class program. Program. And, we're deciding um, we yeah, yeah. Decide. what do you think we should call it <laughs> <laughs> and um you have great spirits, so it was really fun to watch the videos, and I was like, yes, I can do this, you know? So so I have experienced it myself, and I highly recommend that you guys check it out. Let's let's give that name Thank one more you. time. It's yes. Oh, the class or the... the Just the website. The website is roadtosuccess.lib. Got it. Yeah, yeah. that's L-I-V-E. And, and again, it'll be mm-hmm. in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. Yes. We're on episode 19 here. Episode 19 show notes, everybody. Yes. Woohoo! <laughs> awesome. Anything that we didn't ask you, Laura, that you want to say to the listeners of Book Cougars? No, I'm just so flattered to know the Book Cougars and to be here <laughs> and to be sitting on Emily's porch. You should see her view. It's insane. I saw a hawk that she was talking about before because I heard it in the episode where yes. you were talking about the mating. Yes. No mating, but flying by. It's amazing. <laughs> the osprey are here now, yes. so you guys might be hearing a little sound in the background. I was telling them when they got here today that I was on the phone with an accountant this week, and he said, Emily, do you live in the jungle? Because <laughs> it was, happened to be so loud with the birds at that particular moment. Wow. They're performing for you right now. Yeah. Birds. Um, and Laura, we did want to ask you what you are currently reading. Oh. Good question. I'm reading nonfiction. As Chris knows, I read probably more nonfiction than I do fiction these days. But I am reading The Right Brain Business Plan by Jennifer Lee. And I highly recommend it if you're someone who likes the visual. So it is literally creating a, vis- a, a business plan. And it's a regular one. Like, eventually you could take it into a bank or to wherever to get money. But it, she does it through a whole visual approach. So I'm collaging and oh. cutting things out and generally carrying fantastic. on visually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. I really like her. And she has such a great approach. She has several books in this genre as well as I think she does creative coaching and also in um, workshops in person and mm-hmm. that type of thing. Great. So, yes. I like her. That's awesome. Cool. Thank you, Laura, so much for being our first author spotlight. I am flattered. Can we meow again? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Happy reading, everybody. Happy reading. Happy reading. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick update and let you know that Mastering the Art of Self-Expression is available online through lulu.com. That's L-U-L-U.com. It will be available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com, but probably not until later this summer. 
And if you prefer to shop indie, again, it is available through the Book Club bookstore. Their website is bookclubct.com, and their phone number is 860-432-7411. Thanks so much for listening to The Book Cougars with Emily Fine and Chris Wallach. If you have questions or comments, please feel free to email us at bookcougars at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter under Book Cougars. Please consider leaving us a review on whatever app you use to listen to us. It can help other listeners find us. Thank you. Oh.